Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. And today on Ask BBB, we will find out about how we can celebrate in London at Victoria Park with Rockin' New Year's Eve as we're joined by Bruce McGuffin. And at the tail of the show, you'll hear about how to make returns of those not-quite-right gifts that you may have received over the holidays. Learn the ins and outs before you make your trip. And we hope that uh, every encounter you have with London Police Services over these next 24 hours or next 365 days, if you like, are happy ones. And they'll join us uh, with some tips on how to make sure those are pleasant encounters. But right now, let's find out about the celebration that takes place tonight. New Year's Eve, as we're joined by the chair of Rockin' New Year's Eve, Bruce McGuffin. Welcome to the program, Bruce. Thank you. Hi, Jim. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Jim. So we have uh, looked forward to Rockin' New Year's Eve at Victoria Park for some time. How long has this celebration been a big part of what happens in our city, Bruce? Well, I've been involved five years, but it's been going for at least 16. And I, I think um, Ed Holder started all of this some time ago. He did, Jim. Uh, Sixteen years ago, I'm not sure uh, who was looking after it, but it was going to stop. And Ed came along right at the last minute and along with Marion Hughes. Just in a few weeks, they put it together. And they've been doing it ever since up until last year. And the history continues because you're here and and, uh, things are happening tonight. Uh, Bruce, it's always an exciting time. Uh, When do things start at Victoria Park? Well, on the evening it uh, starts, uh, there's actually skating, free skating there. So people can come out uh, anytime during the day. Our actual program starts at 8 o'clock for the children and goes from 8 till 9. And then we have their own set of fireworks. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, tell us a bit about that 8 to 9 program. Well, uh, at 8 o'clock we have a, a group from Glee London. And they're um, young uh, uh, children from about 9 to 12. And, and they put on an excellent show. It's very lively. Their voices are really good. They're very good dancers, and it's really upbeat. And then uh, for the people that are there, for the children, we give out free balloon hats. And uh, for the adults, we've got hot chocolate. We give that out throughout the evening, and that's no charge. So the festivities have begun, and the kids have their own countdown. They do. They do at 9 o'clock. They have their own countdown, and uh, then we have their very own fireworks. So that's kind of a pre-midnight thing. And and there may be some of us seniors who want to get in on it early and do the countdown and then we can – that's about bedtime. Not just o'clock. you seniors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for those who are going to stay on, uh, what happens in the park next? Well, after that, then we had um, – we actually had a contest this year because um, we had Corey Crossman helping us from the city music department. And uh, we put on a contest for the lead-in groups for our main headliner. And we had um, 43 submissions for that contest. And they're all from local? Local, all local bands. So uh, we're always happy to have uh, local people uh, involved, especially local bands. And and then we we narrowed it down to 10, and then we had uh, voting on that. We had just under 6,000 people vote on the two acts that we have before. Uh, as a lead-up to the headliner. So who are the chosen two? The chosen two are Taylor Holden and The Law of Averages and Hiroshima Hearts. What style of music do they play? They're rock music. Okay. And then who is the big act that follows them? Well, the big act is Finger Eleven. Okay. And they're from Toronto. And you're 
expecting then that it will attract quite a crowd then. Yes, we are. The um, They gave us a videotape, which uh, we played on the local news, and uh, they've been very uh, helpful in, in doing things like that for us. And with the voting that we've had, the response that we've had, we think there's going to be a large crowd. How many people were there last year, do you think? We normally get between seven and 12,000. It's really hard to tell how many. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of us are professional counters. And I guess people come and go depending on what attraction they're there for. They do. They do. And we find that uh, the people come for, for the Children's Act specifically, and then they usually go home. Sometimes they come back, but we don't know. Okay. Um, but when the uh, the headline act is on, um, I've seen the crowds reach right over to Wellington Street. Okay. So do people stand or are they bringing their chairs when they come for this? They stand. Okay. And we have the hot chocolate uh, distribution by St. John Ambulance at a Santa house okay. because there's a Santa house there before. And then they um, they come there and it's nice and warm. Mm-hmm. So we don't want them to stay to linger, but uh, the hot chocolate will warm them up too. Okay. And maybe some dancing in the aisles might warm them up as well. <laughs> well, they could do yeah. that. And the excitement builds up to midnight as we watch the clock go up to from the last tick of 2016 to that big bang of 2017. Um, what happens right at midnight? Um, <laughs> right at midnight we have the uh, fireworks and uh, then we sing Auld Lang Syne. The band plays, so Finger Eleven are going to play, and we're going to sing, and hope the audience joins in with us. So there's still a little touch of Guy Lombardo here in London at midnight, uh, no matter what, eh? There is. How long do things continue then after midnight? Does it uh, does the park empty out, or, or what usually happens? It does empty fairly quick, but uh, we have the um, Finger Eleven playing um, a short piece after midnight. And if people are coming down to join the festivities. Where do they park, or is there a public transit at that point? Public transit is free for the evening, and so a lot of people come that way. That way you don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they have to park around the park and in the area. And uh, But it's a very safe atmosphere. Okay. Yeah, because there's going to be so many people in the street. Yes. So how much time did you put in planning this special event? Well, it's a year-long planning event. Yeah. So we um, we start um, in January. We do a wrap-up. Uh, what did we do well? What do we need to work on? And then we start uh, planning uh, to see who our headliner is going to be. Okay. And also uh, we have to start with our fundraising pretty early too because uh, it's a nonprofit uh, organization and we raise all our own money for the event. Are there any key sponsors? There are. We um, – we use uh, the city as our major sponsor. Right. Uh, we use CN. Uh, they are a very good contributor for many years. TD Bank. Um, we use uh, Liberal Credit Union. Mm-hmm. And um, London Life is also a major sponsor. Oh, and it's right in their backyard. It is. So we want to say thank you to all those sponsors for the fun we're going to have tonight. We want to wish you a happy new year. And then... Good planning for for next year because you'll be starting right away with it. Yes. Bruce McGuffin, the chair of the Rock and New Year's Eve uh, at Victoria Park, thanks for joining us this morning. It's going to be a long day for you uh, as you work your way at midnight. I'll see you then. Thank you. And when we return, we'll talk safety with the London Police Services. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. And our guest at this time is Constable Sandasha Bow of the London Police Services. Sandasha, welcome to the program. Thank you for the invitation. 
Uh, are there extra police services on at this time of the year, especially on New Year's Eve? Well, we always have additional resources on hand in the event that we need to use them. However, I can tell you that we will definitely have ride programs out this evening. Well, everybody should be prepared for that any day because safety applies every day. Definitely. What what should the public be doing to be safe on New Year's Eve? I mean, we know don't drink and drive, but uh, you have to be aware of a lot of things. Yes, the easiest thing that you can do is plan ahead. Even if you've only had a couple of drinks, have a designated driver to take you where you want to go. And whatever you do this New Year's Eve, don't drink and drive. Ensure that you make sure your driver is alcohol-free for the night as well. And if you have a friend who doesn't consume alcohol, ask them to be your designated driver for the night. And if you're the driver, be alert and be aware of your surroundings. Be prepared for winter weather. And have a good time, but do so responsibly. And don't ever advertise on social media that you're going to be away from your residence. Mm. So we've heard a little bit about being smart on social media on previous episodes. And we have heard from the designated driver services that are available. So there's lots of options out there. Yes, there is. If someone doesn't follow that rule, what's the consequence? Are, are they, uh, if, if they blow over or if... Uh, they're found in the ride program. Are they taken right down to the cells or what What? What happens then, Dasha? Well, it actually depends on the situation, whether or not they blow a warn or they blow a fail. You could have your vehicle towed. You could be heading down to cells. And there's also hefty fines with these punishments as well. So, the, I mean, the rule is don't drink and drive. But uh, if you if you encounter an officer, then you want to be very cooperative as well. Definitely. If you refuse to blow, that's also a criminal code uh, charge. So you need to be aware of that. And then, of course, there's the scarier side, and that is the police find you after there's been an accident. So it's just best to be safe. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, is to keep everybody safe and so that you don't have to investigate an accident. And we've had a number so far this year. It's something that, uh, I mean, everybody's had, and we just want to remind everybody to take these precautions and plan ahead. Anything specific for minors who are going to be out there? We know that the the rule is don't drink at all, but uh, they can still have a good time. Well, again, we want them to have a good time, but to do so responsibly. And if they're attending any parties or events, just be aware of their surroundings, and it's important. Extremely important if they're with people that they don't know in a place that they've probably never been to never go anywhere by themselves. Always ensure Mm. that they're with a friend and make sure that you have a communication device with you, such as a cell phone in case of an emergency situation. If you ever feel like something is just not right or you see somebody acting suspiciously, give us a call. Or give their parents a call. Definitely. Well, that's one thing in this day and age that uh, you can be in touch with your parents and and others. They can uh, be in touch with you as well uh, with the phones and all. So you've got uh, some pretty good protection and and, uh, some ways to to be in touch. We're all going to be at parties uh, and some people are going to be hosting parties. Are there any rules or things that hosts should keep in mind Um, alcohol is going to be consumed. What are the responsibilities of a host when it comes to uh, that person leaving their house after uh, drinking? 
Well, you always want to make sure that you have options on hand with regards to rides home for those individuals. You can contact a a local cab company or drive service ahead of time to possibly provide rides to those guests and take everybody's keys when they first arrive. Ensure Mm -hmm. that nobody is consuming alcohol and leaving your residence. You can stay sober yourself and offer to drive these individuals home or pick them up or even offer to allow them to stay overnight. And another good idea is to always provide non-alcoholic drinks to these individuals, as well as plenty of food. I've stayed at parties before where we all ended up sleeping over and then had a big breakfast on New Year's <laughs> Day, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think Canadian Tire and some of the other outlets uh, sell a lot of air mattresses <laughs> this time of year, just so you're prepared. And and uh, if, if uh, the time comes and you need a place to lay down, it's there. And, you know, a, a couch or a carpeted floor is way more comfortable than a cell. Yeah. Now, oh, I don't definitely. Know whether, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, Deb. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is in your um, purview or not, but uh, if there are going to be people staying over and they drove their cars on the street, what, what happens with the parking situation, Sandasha? Well, it's always a great idea to plan a ride ahead so that you don't have to worry about those things. But if there are any questions in relation to parking bylaws, you can always take a look at the City of London Bylaws website and just find out where you can and can't park overnight. And once again, I've I've been in this situation where I I did end up with a parking ticket um, because I I did take a taxi home. Um, But again, it is the better option for a whole lot of other choices that involve getting behind the wheel. So if you're too impatient to wait for a a car sharing service, um, just don't take that ticket and and be smart. So it's it's just really one of the extra bits of... uh of the cost of uh, having a, a good time. Any other uh, uh, tips for us as uh, we get prepared for, for New Year's Eve? Well, just again, we want everybody to have a good time, but to do so responsibly. And something else that you can look at if you're looking for a way home is complimentary rides after 8 p.m. are provided by London Transit and Chorus Radio on all services on New Year's Eve. So you just need to take a look at the schedule. Certain buses will be running that evening. Right. That's great. And I guess we'll see uh, many officers at the Rock the Park and um, they'll be joining in with the fun because everybody will be on their best behavior. We hope so. Constable Sandasha Bao of the London Police Services, thanks for being with us. And can we be the first to wish you a Happy New Year. And Happy New Year Year to you as well. And we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. Well, Deb, New Year, um, a lot of people decide they're going to go to the gym because they put on maybe a little extra weight. Um, I know I did. My (laughs) mother makes the best pie and my brother and I were fighting over the last slice. <laughs> you know, even if you didn't, uh, it's the time of year when a lot of people decide this year we're going to go to the gym and get extra fit and lose those uh, pounds. So the BBB has put together some notes on things you should think about if you're going to uh, uh, sign up for a gym at this time of year. And we know there's a flurry of it. What, what's one of the first things to keep in mind, Deb? Well, first of all, you want to make sure that you're finding a gym that's going to suit your needs. So make sure that the gym has the hours that will meet your schedule. You know, right now we're on holiday, many of us, but what about when you start back to work or school schedules? Are they open when you want to work out? Um, then secondly, um, do they have the facilities that you want? If 
you are a swimmer, for instance, is the pool big enough? What's the temperature of the pool? Mm. Some of the pools are warm for the aerobics class, while others are cold for a lot of swimming. So make sure that the facilities really suit your needs. So a good way place to start is to visit the gym and ask for um, a trial. Many gyms will give you a five or 10 day free pass. And that's a great way to start to start because you get to use the gym, go to the classes that you're interested in and talk to the other gym members. They're really going to tell you how good this gym is. So, you know, when you're talking to the members and you notice a piece of equipment has been out of service, ask them, has it been broken long? If they say, oh no, it just broke yesterday. That's not a big deal. But if they tell you it's been out of service for a couple months, that's a red flag. I was at a gym and I noticed that there's hardly anybody there. And I commented to one of the gym, gym members, she said, yeah, well, we don't know when to come anymore because twice this week I came and they weren't open yet. So to me, that was a red flag. And sure enough, within a few weeks, that gym was closed. So those are some of the things to think about. Um, when you decide that uh, that this is the right gym for you, you know, mm-hmm. you've done your research. Maybe you've gone on BBB and, and found out if they're an accredited business or, or what their rating is. Um, then you have to go through the process of signing up. So there's a couple of unique things about gym memberships. First is that there's a law that says that gym memberships have a 10-day cooling off. So if even after that trial you sign a membership and within 10 days you change your mind, you can cancel that contract. So make sure you do so in writing and keep a copy for yourself. In fact, what I would do is is get it in writing, keep a copy for yourself and get the gym manager to sign your copy so that you have some kind of proof of delivery. The other thing to to do is to make sure that you're not feeling pressured. If they're putting the hard pressure sale on you, like you feel like you're in the used car lot or something, mm. um, that's you know a sign to to back off. You want to be able to make a decision that in your own time. And um, if they're f- putting a lot of pressure on, then that might be a sign that there's a problem at the gym. And then the other thing is to read all that fine print in your contract. For instance, you know, you might want to do the the math to see if it makes sense to pay for your annual dues up front or whether it's on a monthly basis. Is there an extra fee? And um, what is the actual initiation fee? So read all the small print and do the analysis to see how you want to pay. And then um, after you've become a member, realize that uh, the gym membership ends after one year, the contract. Now, the gym may automatically renew it, but they have to notify you of it. So you're not held um, in the contract for longer than a year. So that allows you the flexibility. But that contract may say that it will be automatically renewed at the same or discounted rate, whatever it is. Just so know that it's going to be renewed. If you don't want to continue, if you find that this New Year ambition didn't last past March Mm -hmm. and you don't want to renew it, again, do so in writing and uh, make sure you get a copy of that so that doesn't automatically renew. I guess one of the things as well, you want to make sure that they are actually interested in in you maintaining uh, the regime. Yeah, and some gyms are great. So some have very good support programs. They, well, they'll give you maybe a health assessment. If you're going to do that, get that done within the first 10 days so that if um, you're in your cooling off period, if you don't like the assessment, you can cancel. Um, some of them have personal training, and they may include some personal training um, within uh, the membership. You want to check out what the credentials are of those trainers. There's there's all different kinds of qualifications. You want to make sure that your trainers have that qualification so you're sure you're not hurt. And some of them even have like nutrition programs and guide, guidelines or, or um, uh, meetings to help you um, stick with your program. So 
there's some great gyms out there. And if you do a little research, you can probably find it. Well, and good luck to everybody. We hope that uh, you get as fit as you want to be yes. before the year is over. And uh, remember to ask BBB. That's one of the first steps whenever you're checking any anything out. And uh, you can do that at any time. There's lots of information on the BBB site. Or you can call us. And you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, yes. or Instagram, at BBB Western Aunt. And if you have questions or suggestions, you can tweet us at uh, hashtag AskBBB. We want to say thank you to Ashley Castleman for putting together this uh, first show of, uh, well, actually, it's the last show of uh, the year. And uh, we'll be back, of course, next year. Ashley Castleman is the BBB Western Ontario's Communications Manager. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. And remember, till next time. Start with trust.